Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 3 p.m. here in New Vienna, Iowa, Sunday, October 11th, 2020. Time for another live stream. Hope you guys are doing well. Today, I wasn't sure if I was going to even be able to have a live stream today, so I'm very happy to be here. Glad to see you guys here as well. And for the video this morning, because I knew, and I'll explain later, but I knew that I might have uh, a hard time with the live stream. I didn't know if I was going to be able to make it because of some other things we had going on today. I didn't put in a, like a secret word of the day, but I decided that today's word of the day definitely needs to be burrito because I felt feel like it goes with uh, what we were talking about in the video this morning. So word of the day is burrito. Let's see if we can find ways to wrap it into the conversation. Uh, let's see who's here today. Chris Yao says, um, no conspiracy theories today, please. We want the audio to last 100% of the live stream. I mean, that's weird, right, that that happened yesterday? that I was talking about completely made up with like conspiracy theories that I had not like read anywhere, seen anywhere, just completely made it up. And all of a sudden the mic just keeps cutting out. I wasn't doing that on purpose. I, I gotta tell you, um, Elias W is here, says y'all love the thumbnail, the thumbnail. I think it's like my banner image from, uh, the YouTube channel. I think either that or it's, I don't remember or it's my, like a drawing of my face. <laughs> One of the two. And, um, we got back so late that I didn't have time to like make a thumbnail. I only had time to like make the, like the, it's like a default thumbnail that gets uploaded. So I'm glad it still works. Uh, Martha is here as well. Uh, Stevie 76 says it's Chicago marathon Sunday. Yes, it, it, it is. And it doesn't feel like it to me. And I've not been a big fan of like virtual versions of events. And, um, you know, it didn't bother me when like virtual London went, went on or when like virtual Boston went on, but with virtual Chicago, I feel like, uh, I should have done that one. I mean, I don't think I can run a marathon right now, but, uh, cause of the knee situation, but, uh, I feel like that's maybe, I, I kind of have a little bit of not regret, but like, Hmm. Second thoughts is the best way to put it. But for all of you out there today, putting in 26.2, for the Chicago Marathon. Um, oh, let's get some cowbell going. This cowbell is for you, um, for everyone that's getting out there and getting their miles in today. There it is. Um, I'm definitely bummed about it because you know I would have been running it, and it's something that even in years that I haven't run it, the route goes right by my house, so it's something that it's impossible to not like be a part of and so um yeah plus the podcast that i listened to this morning i listened to lindsey hines i'll have another podcast she had on a race director from atlanta and they were just talking about you know not that i'm not aware or unaware of the struggles that smaller race production companies um are going through right now but like just the fact that it came today on the weekend uh you know it was good timing by lindsey but um yeah, it just kind of definitely kind of hit home for me. Um, yeah, so uh, <laughs> Danny J says, we'll make sure to use the proper code words for today. That's awesome. Um, Stevie76 is here as well. Eric the Red, awesome. JC says, happy Sunday for most of us. I guess some of you are in Monday already. Hope all is well. I saw someone post they did Chicago virtual today. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think that um, back in Chicago, um, it was, 
Edge Athlete Lounge and Gumbo Fit have been doing a lot of stuff together, which I think is a really cool collab that they're doing that kind of stuff. And they had like a 26.2 event um, today. And I was like, hmm, that looks like it would have been fun. You know. Uh, David Prabhu's here. Good to see you again, David. Uh, my mom's here. She says, hello from New Jersey. What's going on? Lee Summer Sumner is, says, good evening from Yorkshire, UK. Very cool. And, and this is here as well. It says, hi, Kapuzi and everyone had a busy day driving tractors and stuff. Good to get an early run in today. That sounds like fun. I mean, I'd be terrified of doing that personally, but um, that sounds like a fun day. Very cool. Very cool. I have been getting to run with some, uh, and you can see in, in this picture there, he's got his dog, Pip. But I have been running with a new dog lately. Um, and it's weird because it's on the Vasky Road route. And I've done that route maybe like 20 times this summer, like since like June. I've probably done it maybe 20 times, maybe 15 times. And uh, the first time I saw that white puffy dog, it's like a poodle. I think it's a poodle some sort of poodle not a not like a standard poodle but some sort of poodle maybe it's a labradoodle i'm not sure but um that's when I, the lady that i met one day on that road um that's her dog and then i hadn't seen her or the dog for a couple of weeks and then the last two days that i've been on that i didn't see it today but yesterday and the day before um i saw the dog and then so like the, the two days ago i saw one of the dogs and then two days, the next day, I, the, I saw two dogs. They had two of the same kind of dog, and they one of only one of them ran with me. Both of them kind of like started barking when I was near the property, and the, um, only one of them ran with me. But they they stopped running with me after like a very short amount of time. So, you know, I, it wasn't a situation where I had to worry about taking the dog back, which was nice. So like that situation is fine. That dog's super happy, and at no point was I did I feel threatened. Um, it just wanted to run for a little bit. And then it went back home and then I saw it the next day. So I know it got home fine. And it, it wasn't anywhere near far enough away that it would have been lost. Um, let's see. Jody says, good day, everyone. Good to see you again, Jody. Um, all right. The Simon says, hello from Germany with peace emoji like this. Very cool. Uh, Scotty B, Minnesota says, greetings from central Minnesota. Recent subscriber. Awesome. Here to catch the most, most live streams at have to catch most live streams after the fact. Well, I'm glad you're here today. Very cool. Awesome that you can uh, catch it live today. Uh, Andrea, George, Andrea Georgie says, how's your knee doing? Um, it's doing a lot better. Um, I've been doing a couple of things um, to help I, that I feel like have really worked. Um, one is I've been doing like a knee tendon because I feel like it's some sort of tendonitis in the knee. Um, Sometimes it feels like it's patellotibial tendonitis. Sometimes it's patellofemoral tendonitis. I'm not sure which one it is. So I <laughs> massage the tendons on both sides of the, of the tibia. Um, so I do that. I really get in there um, and I just try to like massage it for a long time every day. And then uh, I've been continuing doing all like the leg mobility kind of exercises that I've been doing. Um, and I've been doing a lot of just stretching type of mobility, like, you know, really just trying to figure out where are the ways that I can bend it that make it feel good, but I feel kind of like, oh, this needs some more stretching out. So I've been doing a lot of that, just kind of exploring, like, what's what does my knee like? What does it not like? Um, and does that hurt or does that feel good to put it in that position, you know? Um, so like, and trying to like expand like the range of motion of it. That seems to be working well. Um, 
and uh, I've been do I, I, those mobility exercises that I do. I do them before the runs. I used to do them afterwards as like a, a post run like strength workout. Now I do them as a mobility and warm up kind of thing. And then um, I recently started kind of like f finally after watching like 10 hours of glute activation videos. I think it finally started to click in my mind how to do that. Sorry, I've got a bug bite on my one of my ankles and it's really itching. Sorry. Um, and so like the glute muscle uh, things are starting to kind of make a little bit more sense. I think it's my gluteus medius that has been really misfiring lately. And so um, trying to, I found, I think I found a way to kind of like use it more. Uh, and the, all those things tend to be uh, helping together. So I ran like 48 miles this week, which uh, overall in terms of my activity is it was like eight and a half hours, eight hours of um, training time, which is l less than I did last week. But last week I did a lot of bike. This year, this week, I don't think I did any bike. I meant to do some biking today. It just didn't, it didn't work out time-wise. So, um, but I think th that being able to run that much in a week is a very, very good sign. And it's, I, I feel like the knee is, is holding up to it. So I feel like all, all good stuff. Thanks for asking. Danny J says, I didn't do 26.2, but I had a good 17 miler. Well done. Very good. Cool. Um, let's see. Oh, Eric the Red stumbled through the Chicago 26.2 virtual. But you did it. So that's that's all that matters. Uh, Kevin Hagler Run says, uh, I watched your Superior 4.5 review today. Loved it. I'm definitely looking to get to some ultra store at the end of the year. Just needed to finish out current training block. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Thanks for watching. I'm glad you liked it. Um, the ultras continued to um surprise me you know um this one had the issue where like there's that one spot where i feel like a rock can really get in there and make it a little bit uncomfortable for a bit but um otherwise like i just that's really they've been really agreeing with me and so i'm kind of in a not buying new shoes i need to, i would like to get like two or three more shoes like kind of like out of the rotation and kind of finish with them before I pick up some new shoes but I'm thinking like hmm, what's the next ultra shoe going to be a lot of people have been asking about the Escalante racer but I'm thinking about like the um torn what is it 4.5 plush which is a really long name but so so I'm thinking about that because I'm running in the Bondi 7 now that's like a max cushion shoe I feel like it'd be a good kind of comparison to put those two together so um let's see uh danny said jay says when you talk about your butt misfiring i can get the inclination to make a fart joke that's really funny that's good that's awesome um philip Bourne says uh am i gonna do a video on glute activation then uh i don't know i feel like i'm you know still figuring it out so i don't feel like i mean i made a video about glute activation already in terms of like i don't know what it means and i'm confused and i you know i'd like the way that people are talking about it doesn't resonate with me yet. So I think that, you know, once the, if I feel like the knee is in a better position and continues to improve, and once I feel like the glute activation is really like it's, it's doing it, then I think I might do a follow-up on that. But um, I'm and I'm definitely not like a, like, you know, now I'm not like a uh, glute activation expert by any means, but you know, we'll, we'll see how, how that goes. Uh, but I, th I think so. Um, JC says I should run in the torrent. He would love to hear the, my thoughts. We'll see. We'll see. 
Um, Danny J says, the live stream is definitely full of lots of new people. I can tell because Kafuzi is way behind in the chat. He's going to have to button up his tangent. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Sorry. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep up, I'm trying to keep up, but you guys, you guys are fast. Um, yeah. And then what's going on? There's something about cats going on in the, in the live stream. So I'm not, I'm not sure what's going on with that, but, um, all right. Here we got from Innes says today was a good day for Scottish sport. We have a new downhill mountain bike world champion, Reese Wilson. It was great seeing him win. Oh, very cool. Awesome. I am don't think I've ever watched a downhill mountain bike race, though. I wouldn't even know how that works. Um, yeah, let's see. All right, Roberto DeVillo also did the Chicago Marathon today. Let's get another cowbell in here. And it's his first time doing the marathon distance. Awesome. Finished in 4.06. That's a fantastic time. Great job, Roberto. Very cool. Um, ben Y says, should you be massaging your tendons if it's tendonitis? That's a great question. Uh, I've been watching, like, I'll, I've been going down a, a, a tremendous rabbit hole of YouTube videos. Um, but the ones that I was watching, it was from, it was these two, uh, PTs that, um, it's, it's funny. It's two guys from like the North Midwest somewhere. There's a, there's always like Packers stuff in the background. So they're from like somewhere around here and their accents. I mean, if, if they didn't have that, the accents would be a dead giveaway, but they get on there and they're like, we're the most famous PTs on YouTube. And it, it's, so it's pretty funny. And they were talking about it and they were saying that like with the tendonitis, what's, what's going on is that there is um, some sort of fascia or scar type tissue that is, uh, has developed if it's tendonitis, uh, which I'm not sure. I'm, I have no ability to diagnose myself, but um, I figured I'll try it. If it doesn't work, that could be a way of testing that it's not tendonitis. But... Um, so I guess I was putting a high on my differential, if you want to call it that. But uh, so they were saying, like, you know, when you do the targeted massage on the tendons in that way, it loosens up kind of that scar tissue. And then um, it, it, it then putting load on the, the tendon by doing exercises and targeted exercises uh, encourages the, the tendons to kind of heal in, a, in the proper alignment. So that's kind of the way I visually understand it. Um, so that's, you know, they weren't giving me medical advice. I understand that I'm watching a YouTube video, but um, that was like, you know, the symptoms they're describing kind of fit. And, uh, you know, I feel like if it was a thing that I shouldn't have touched it, like anytime I touch my Achilles, it just gets really inflamed and angry and it, it doesn't work. So like when I've been in um, high intensity training blocks, and I get, sometimes I might have like some Achilles pain, usually like leaving it alone and dialing it back on intensity is the only thing that works well on it. Like I've tried massaging it before and getting in there and like trying to like do stuff with it, uh, like massage wise. And it just makes it so much worse. But with the tendonitis, it seemed, or what I, whatever it is that I have, it seems whatever they said to do seemed to make me feel better. And it's one of those things where I've, I've done like four different things at once. And so, you know, I'm not exactly sure if maybe it just took that long for all the mobility and the glute work that I've been doing to kick in. Maybe it's just that I figured out 
what it means to use more of your glute medius when you're running? I don't know. But these are the kinds of things that I'm doing. But that's a really good question. Uh, Mark Trujillo says, uh, got a Labradoodle puppy last month. Plan on running him when he turns one. Awesome. Very cool. Danny J says, training advice. Next week's long run is a progression run or a 5K time trial. I'm leaning towards the time trial. Should I wear the Endorphin Pro or the SL20? Normally that'd be word of the day sound. But um, uh, I think both would be fine. I would go with the Endorphin Pro. I just feel like you know, if you're doing a time trial, you know, put something, and you got if you've got something in your closet that's got carbon in it, I'd say go for it. Um, yeah, you guys talking about like walking cats? Martha says she tried to put a cat on a leash once. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm guessing the cat didn't like it. That's funny. Uh, all right, let's scroll down and get some more. I'm gonna catch up to the comments now. Um. Oh, JC says, I like Bob and Brad. Very informative. Is that who I was watching? Those guys. Are, um, one of the guys has the glasses that like clip, like they're like normal glasses, but they break like in the middle and they're magnetic and you can clip them on and off. And in one of the videos I watched, like he did that. And like the other guy was like, what did you just do? Uh, like, I feel like he just got really um, astonished by like the glass, glasses technology. But I don't know. I like those guys. They're just... Uh, uh, the videos make sense to me for the most part, and uh, they're just like super dorky, and I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. <laughs> um, James Aylward says, "How's math training going? Any math tests recently?" Uh, I think it's going well. I think some. I'm not sure. You know, I don't know if you can really call what I'm doing now math training. Right now, I just started doing a 10k training program, and that's gonna. Um, the training program I'm doing is is one that was created by stride if you use a subscription and it has lots of speed work in it so it's not pure math but my like kind of understanding the way i understand math tone training is that like there's kind of two schools of thought on it one is you one never gets above the um your math and tone number except when you're racing and then like the unspoken kind of part behind that is but you should race a lot is kind of what the way people that say they never go above math, that's really what they're doing if you watch them. Like if you watch like what their training, like their race schedule is, they race like once a month. The other way that I understand it and the way that makes more sense for me is like whenever I'm not in a race specific training plan, I'm only going to be running map, like Maffetone heart rate or lower. Uh, and then even when I am in a training plan, easy most of the runs are going to be at math and tone pace and then just the speed work is is really really fast and intense and so that's kind of how i apply math and tone training i haven't done one recently but i did end up doing five miles on the i did a 10 mile track run um and i ran it at math and tone pace because i was testing out the koros apex track feature so it was okay um i feel like um the progress has stalled a little bit in terms of uh, like my my pace at my map and tone number going lower. Um, but you know, some people were like, "Oh, here's reasons why you shouldn't worry about that." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, but still, the number is the number." So I think it's going okay. I still like running using the map and tone as a guide, and but I'm not like strict, extremely strict about it anymore. 
So, but I, the, on the other hand, and so I'm like, oh, I've been doing it for a year, almost exactly a year now. And I'm like, yeah, is this, I mean, I feel like I've given it a good shot. And then I'm like, but you know, I don't have any problem with continuing this way. And then on the other hand, like in terms of like reasons why I should continue is that a lot of the, a lot of times, like when you read like Maffetone's book or when you hear like anecdotes about it, it's like, yeah, so-and-so was doing okay. And then they tried Maffetone. And then three years later, all of a sudden, boom, boom, boom. And it's like all these crazy numbers that'll get rattled off. So I'm like, well, is it something that really takes that long to really, like, really take effect? Because, like, why don't, why isn't the story, like, in year one, it was like this, and year two, it was like that, and year three. It's always like, so-and-so kind of did this, and then, like, they reconfigured all their training, and they started Maffetone training. And then three years later, they were excelling again. So, like, that's kind of, like, the, I, you know, the time frame is different for everybody, and... Um, I don't really see a reason to stop doing it, so I'm continuing doing it, but I'm not as strict. All right, let's see. Uh, Martha says, those two PT guys I'm talking about, I, I, I guess you guys have all watched these guys before. I, I had not come across them until like this, maybe like a week or maybe two weeks ago. Um, Martha says, those PT guys are hilarious, but more importantly, I think they're good, but I LOL at their intro. Yeah, it's just so cheesy. I mean, it's like, um, like it's just super dad, like it's like dad joke all the way without being like, haha, I did a dad joke. It was like, they're just straight up dad jokes. Like if they showed up in like Air Monarchs and like New Balance 624s, like in one of their videos, it would totally be non-ironic and like those would be their real shoes, like that kind of thing. Um, but they are, they are good. They are good though. Uh, uh, Joey Del Rosario says... How long have running shoes companies been producing carbon-plated shoes? Is it a recent technology? I, I don't know the answer to that, but it's not a recent technology. It's been more common in, like, track spikes, but carbon-plated shoe technology has existed for a long time before the Vaporfly. That's why some people were, like, I don't know if, I don't know if we, like, people, I think people have forgotten, um, like, how much people hate well i guess people still do hate the carbon plated shoes but people were really like grumpy about it when they first came out and then some people were like their their angst was like and it's not even new technology carbon plated shoes have been around for a long time super squishy foams have been around for a long time you know but it, it was a weird time back when the like the vaporfly four percent first came out how long ago was that now that would have been like I mean, that was only like three or four years ago, I think, too. Frank Lujulier says with, with the map, going back to map, it says most of the success people have with map is just upping the mileage. Yeah, I mean, and nor normally what I say is, you know, map has allowed me to substantially increase my mileage without injury, but I'm kind of nursing an injury, so I can't really say that anymore. And part of me wonders, like, it's part of like the full examination of everything that's been going on is like, Huh. I have noticed that running at faster speeds feels better and tends to like delay the onset of any of my symptoms when running. And then I'm like, so is the slower running hurting my knee? People have been talking about how like when you run slower, it changes your form and that's bad for you and all that. And I've always just thought that that's like, eh, I don't know, I'm running 80 mile weeks. Um, but now I'm not running any my weight. So I've been, you know, reevaluating lots of things. But I think that's also healthy too. You should always be reevaluating stuff. Um, 
Yeah, Martha says, I think Adidas used carbon-plated shoes decades ago. Maybe we were the track shoes. I think that's where they mostly were. I don't I don't remember ever hearing about like race like racing road racing shoes being carbon plated but i also don't like like people never talked about marathon racing shoes before right like it wasn't like a thing like did people keep track like in like my first marathon was in 2010 and then i took like a long break from racing but i mean i didn't really know much about running shoes back in 2010 but like i certainly couldn't tell you the model of shoe that nike's like elite marathon athletes were wearing you know i just it just wasn't a thing i don't think maybe i'm wrong on that one um the simon says brooks and nike had some carbon-based track spikes the nike victor elite and the brooks eliminate mm-hmm. chris Yao says i'm gonna fold up a bunch of aluminum foil layers and make all of my shoes into budget plate shoes i'll let you know how it goes yeah, I mean, after I mean Seth SJD did a video on uh the nylon plate. They don't they're not calling it nylon plate. They're calling it something else. I forget the phrase that they were using. Um but uh like what what the Zoomfly and the Zoom like version 1, they were calling it the carbon infused nylon plate. And then now they're calling it something else. But his was like super floppy. And um you know, in the video today for the Ultra Superior, the rock, they don't, they call it the stone guard. So they're not calling it a rock plate, but that thing is just like super twisty. It's like super floppy. Um, and so like, you know, I mean, if you, if you did fold up a bunch of aluminum foil layers, I mean, you'd probably have to get it really thick for it to have any sort of effect. But I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I get like seeing things like that makes me like, what really is in these shoes? Do I need to be cutting them open? Do I need to start figuring that out? I don't know. Uh, Gus Constantine's talking about Adidas torsion plate. It's not a carbon plate, more like nylon, but the concept's been around for a sec. Yeah, I've, I've been thinking that for a really long time, Gus, and I'm glad that you brought that up because I just feel like the torsion plate in the Ultra Boost, it looks like a little pill, and it looks like it just connects like the heel. It's like this little, it's like this big, it looks like, and it connects the heel and the forefoot. And that makes sense to me as torsion. But in the Boston 9, in the Adios series, like the Adios 4, Adios 5, that torsion plate seems to come up from the midsole and then come out into the forefoot, a substantial amount. And I'm like, that's just not, that's not just for torsional stability. That seems like the way it looks, it looks and reminds me of like, I don't know if you guys have seen like the H, like they call, do they call it like the H wing or whatever that's in the Speed Elite, the Skechers Performance Speed Elite, where it's not a full carbon plate, but it's like a rigid, somewhat rigid piece that is more like a, a, a like a carbon member, if, if to put it that way. And I feel like the, tor- the Adidas torsion plate does kind of the same thing. Five heads said, I got the SL20s and somehow they give me a blister on the sole of my foot. Uh-oh. That's not good. Uh, hopefully that goes away. Um, I mean, I'll check the normal, like the usual suspects. Check the socks. Make sure that's going okay. Got some running socks in there. Check the lacing. But I've been getting a lot of messages on my SL20 videos because Seth did like a, like a, what was it? Like a, he went to Ross or something like that or like TJ Maxx and did like a budget shopping day. Um, 
which I feel like hasn't he done that before? But anyway, and I don't know if you guys watched it. I'm sure you guys did. But when you when he did that, he found like an Adios, uh, an Adios five or an Adios, I think he found an Adios four, uh, a Solar Boost. I think Solar Boost eighteen, it might have been a Solar Boost nineteen, and then an SL twenty, and each of them was thirty nine dollars. And then after like basically as soon as that video hit that pushed a lot of views to my S, my SL20 video so thanks Seth I appreciate that um, and I've been getting a lot of people saying I just got these shoes for $40 at Ross they're amazing so I'm so happy that more people are loving the SL20 um, <laughs> Martha saying <laughs> how about a melamine plate made from some 70s kitchenware it has a half-life of about 500,000 years so it's indestructible <laughs> but melamine it snaps if you bend it too much right so i think that that would be a problem that would, you would have shards danny j says i don't get the argument for plated shoes because there's no reason in how someone gets to that idea at what point as humans do we reach a point where our technology needs a line drawn yeah i mean i like them because it lets you have super soft foam but you're not it's not squishy that kind of thing so that, i mean i like them but yeah, it is. Um, I mean, I guess it's unfortunate that we need a line drawn in terms of rules, but rules are good, right? So I don't know. Um, Patricia DeBoer says, um, how do you train to midfoot strike? Should I do this with barefoot shoes like Vivo barefoot? Um, yeah, I, I don't, I'm, you know, I think that whether you should do it with barefoot shoes or not is going to the answer is going to depend on who you ask that question. So if the person that says yes to that is a person that's going to say that you should be running in vivo barefoot shoes all the time, no matter what anyway. Um, but if you want to do more midfoot striking versus forefoot striking, one of the things that I would do is just think about shortening your stride. Um, the other thing to think about doing is uh, drills where you're like just picking your feet up and down and putting them down quickly like up quickly down quickly up quickly down quickly and that'll kind of teach your brain to like just putting your foot down beneath your center of gravity um as you're running and so then when you run instead of reaching out and like reaching for each step you're just doing this and your forward momentum is what carries you so that's kind of like what i think about when i'm trying to do more midfoot striking is just put my try and put your foot down directly underneath you and then and also shorten the stride uh, yeah. Yeah, Martha says Seth went to Ross and he found Adidas 4 and the SL20, says Ben. And yeah, Danny J says SL20 for 40 bucks. And that was a color I'd never seen before. The black one was like, had like blue accents to it. Or maybe it was, it was probably purple accents because I think it was blue. But that was, it was a pretty good looking, <laughs> it was a good looking shoe. <laughs> uh,. Well, Stevie76 says, it looks like finding football coaches $100,000 for not wearing a mask in the sideline has improved compliance. That's good. F football is absolutely insane right now. Football is crazy. Like that, was he the coach of Florida saying he wants to have 90,000 fans in the stadium? Like, I, know, I understand he wants them there. And, yeah, but I don't know. That's It's weird. It's weird. Um... Yeah, I mean, what's more absurd? That we have to, like, convince a coach of a f 
the, the Florida football team that like it's a bad idea to have 90,000 fans um, in a football stadium in a state where coronavirus is spiking or that we have to have rules governing like carbon fiber plates and running shoes. I'm not sure what's weirder. They're both strange scenarios. James Aylward says, does anyone finding the SL sizes, SL 20 sizes off by a half size? So I didn't, I didn't find, I thought mine was fine in size, but all of Adidas's shoes this year seem to just be a little long in the, um, in the front. Like they're just extra long. There's like extra room up front. The toe box, everything on the sides fit and the shoe just still feels like it fits, but then it keeps going for like a little bit. And I just thought that that was weird. Um, it didn't affect fit for me anyway, but just visually it all looked off and then there was just extra space in the front that I, I wasn't like accessing. So I don't know. Um, let's see. Yeah, Runoff says, it's easy to find cheap shoes if you don't care what size you get. That's true. That's true. I mean, and I, th and I think that's like, whenever you see on YouTube, people going to Ross or TJ Maxx or Marshalls and like buying shoes, like, oh my goodness, look at the, like the price on these. Um, I've watched bunches of those videos before and they're usually from like eBay flippers, like people that will go buy stuff and then like sell it on eBay or Facebook marketplace or something like that. Uh, and they don't care about what size they get either. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's like, but it lets you show, it shows you that if you have time, but not a lot of money, um, then, you know, there are ways that you can save money. It might take you a while, uh, and you might not get to pick between whether you got an Adios 4 or an, uh, or a Solar Boost for the fall running season, but if you got it in the size you liked, you got a good shoe, a really good shoe either way at a good price. So that's, yeah, that's hard. Like, one of the ones that I watched was about, like, a guy that went to Marshalls, and for whatever reason... The marshals that he went to, I don't remember what state it was. I think it was in like Oregon. The marshals that he went to had three pairs of discus throwers spikes. Not what I don't know what they're called because they're not spikes, but they're like distance throwers shoes, uh, discus throwers shoes. So they're like smooth on the bottom and they've got a Velcro strap on top. And it's just a very special shoe made for discus throwers. And they were like size 13, size 13, size 14. And he got them for like 25 bucks each, but he sold them online for like a hundred because if you are a dis a size 13 discus thrower, you know, you find it on, e you're not going to, you're definitely not going to be able to find that unless you're very lucky at the marshals by you. But you know, having someone to connect you to the, to the merchandise and that's what people pay for. But it was just like a, it's a, it is a weird, I mean, yeah connecting people to the products that's that's a hard part uh, let's see what else we got here um uh nazazor says are you going to do a 100 mile review at the trade's basic model are they still part of your rotation um uh, yes i hope so um but uh, i haven't run in them in a little while because of the, mainly because of the knee issue so like with the knee issue that i've been experiencing um, firmer shoes tend to have exacerbated some knee discomfort. So I'm hoping that, you know, once I get 
you know, things were really good this week. I mean, they weren't great, but things were much better this week than last week, and last week was better than the week before. So I'm hoping the trend continues. And then, you know, I can get back into kind of like more of the shoes that I want to get into. Um, I think, you know, to like forecast to the end of it, um, I mean, I have a lot of miles still to run in that shoe. So like seeing how that foam holds up over the 100 miles is the thing I'm most curious about, and I don't know the answer to that. But I think where I'm going to put it as it's a very firm daily trainer. So if you like a firmer feel, then I think it's good. I think it's awesome as like um, like a gym treadmill kind of shoe. I think it's great there. I think it looks great. I think it fits in well at the gym. Um, I love wearing it around casually. So like I there's lots of ways that I can use it and love that shoe. But um, I don't know that it's going to be my favorite daily trainer because I like a little bit more cushion for my daily trainers. Uh, Ryan Tiramate Ryan Tiramate says I only buy previous model running shoes and that's saved me a lot of money yeah I um, I think that's a great idea and a lot of times people are like asking me like hey how come you never review like um, like the for example like the Nike like legend react isn't that what it was because there was the epic react Odyssey react and there's like legend react how come you never review like the legend react? How come you never review like the wind flow? Um, like those kind of shoes. And I'm like, I, I could, but I feel like when the shoe is like, ex, you know, made for, with the idea that it wants to be like the top tier shoe, but at a, a, a more palatable price point, I, I don't like that as much. What I'd much rather people do is buy last year's like top tier shoes at the same price point as this year's second tier shoes. I think that's a no brainer for me every single time. That being said, I've been getting a lot of uh, comments on YouTube lately. People asking me about like uh, the Turbo 2 is the one that comes up most frequently. Um, I don't know if like, there, there must be some sort of reason. It must be going on sale at a lot of places. Um, that's usually when like a shoe that's been out for a while, I've all suddenly start to see a pop in comments. And they're like, um, do you think it's okay to buy like a new version of this shoe, even though like, how about the Pegasus Turbo One? Like the when it was like the Pegasus thirty, was it thirty five Turbo? Is that what they called it? And then last year they called it the Turbo Two. Um, like, is the foam going to be okay? So like, you know, I've been getting a lot of those questions, and I think that for the most part it's fine. I think Zoomex can hold, can like sit in a box for a couple of years, and still be a good shoe. Um, and I think for most like EVA foam shoes, definitely can sit in a box for a couple of years before they're used. That's why I still recommend like if you've got a shoe that works for you and you have a hard time finding a good shoe, buy a bunch of them and then just keep running in them. And then hopefully by the time you're done with like your fourth pair of that shoe, you know, you found another one that works for you. So that's, I think that's a great idea, Ryan, to uh, buy last year's running shoes. Steven Gersdorf's here says, hello, everyone. Awesome. Martha says, LOL about the specialty of discus store shoes in giant sizes. Send them to Ed, Bud, and Andy and the rest of those guys who can't find shoes in their size. Yeah, so, like, I think it's um, amazing that that Ed and Andy can, can even review as many shoes as they do because they have a larger size, and I know that's difficult. Um, uh, Tyler out of Atlanta, he's on Instagram as chimp named Enid. Um, he has a large foot as well, and he also has a hard time finding the shoes, all the running shoes that he wants, because of like the the large size. And I'm like, I, you know, I'm I'm Mr. Average, um, 
I'm talking about that before, like averageness is my super strength. So like I'm a medium in everything. Sometimes these days I'm a medium slash small, but I'm pretty much a medium in everything. Uh, things fit me like off the rack. I'm like reference shoe size, size nine US men's, like everything like average down the middle. I, I can usually, I can almost always find something that works for me, like at, at a store. You know, I'm just like, when they design for like, you know, the hypothetical average runner, they're they're making it for me so like i'm i'm really lucky in that regard and like i uh i don't even yeah i i I can sympathize but i don't i can't relate to it though because i don't have that problem but i can understand how it would be a problem um all right um oh remy says survived a home edition of hot ones this that stuff is insane if anyone was curious those reactions are not fake awesome very cool very cool. I, I'm gonna have to try that. I think that, um, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't want to do it and put it like on YouTube. Uh, I mean, maybe I will for a mukbang, but like, I don't want to make like a big old video about it. Um, but I do want to try them and eat them because I think. I mean, it's just I'm very curious about that. But I'm also at the age now where I'm like, you know, I just enjoy spice that is like that I can handle. I don't enjoy like spice beyond what I can handle anymore. So I'm, so I go, I go back and forth. Matt Legrand is here. What's going on, Matt? He says, Yoko size nine used to be the hookup place. You get sample size from the shoe reps. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's like when I, when I tell people that I'm like sample size, like I'm nine, they're like, Oh, your reference size. I'm like, yep. Everything pretty much fits me. They're like, Oh really? I'm like, yep. So, yeah, that's why sometimes I'm like, when people are like, how's it fit? I'm like, well, um, I got the same size in all of these shoes and all the, and I'll rattle off like five or six and they work for me, but that might not necessarily mean that it works for you. So, yeah. Uh, Mello Vela says, I've been cycling for three months straight, no running. I miss how efficient running is at burning calories in a short amount of time. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, on cycling, I couldn't, I mean, I mean, I don't know how accurate like the calorie burning meters are and I don't really count calorie burn at all. Um, but I do feel like running is a very efficient way of making yourself tired. I think the only thing that's more efficient than that, or I guess more effective than that would be swimming. Like, like I get hungry after a run sometimes, although these days it doesn't happen as much, but like, um, a long, a good long run in the morning will make me like, you know, get my metabolism fired up and I'll be hungry for, for a lot of the day. But if I go swimming for like five minutes, I, I'm a ravenous beast for like days, <laughs> like instantly and insatiably like swimming. Just, I don't know. It's probably cause I do so much flailing, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Steven Gershaw says swimming, you burn the most. Yeah. All right. Phil Orman says about to go hit a six K that the company signed us all up for. I have not been training to raise. I have no idea what to do with that distance. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Someone asked me the other day uh, about an update on the trial of miles competition. I got kicked out because I think, I think, I think it's over. I haven't followed up on it. Um, and I think the last week was going to be a 10 K, but week three, had I made it to that far would have been racing a six K. And I was like, racing a 6K? What the heck is that? Like, you guys just making stuff up now? Like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, who who races a 6K? 
Like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. Um, but yeah, I, what I would, what I was going to do with that is I was going to just pl plug it into my stride, uh, race calculator. And cause you could tell it like how many kilometers or how, you know, many miles. Um, and then like what your elevation is going to be, if you know that information. And then it tells you like what, you know, power number you should race at. So like, that's what I was going to do had I made it to round three. And I know I said that I was going to like do all the rounds just to see like what my times would have been and compare them to the leaders. But having seen what the leaders can do, like, it's just like, I, you know, I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, for round two, um, I came in my division and like, so we were like great plains versus like the desert, I think. And, uh, so it was like North Midwest versus Southwest. And, uh, I came in second to last. So there's that. Um, but you know, uh, I had fun with it. I had fun with it. So, oh, oh, uh, here, Matt says, sorry, my mouse just kind of, sometimes my mouse goes away. There we go. There it is. Matt LeGrand says six K is a common cross country women's distance race. Ah, Awesome. There you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> like I says, 6K is a distance to troll 5K runners. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know that it was a common uh, women's distance race. That's interesting. Um, that's funny, though. Martha says 6K is when you miss the finish line of a 5K. I, I would, yeah, maybe. Um yeah, and Matt says, I disagree with swimming burning the most calories. Unless you're talking about miles, calories versus time over calories, the swim muscles just aren't as big. Hmm. I could see that. But then why do I get, I mean, I don't know, maybe why do I get so hungry? Maybe it's because I almost drown when I swim and like the near-death experience just makes my appetite fire up. That, that could be it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um Jody says, 6K is a Kofuzi 5K trail run, allowing for getting lost and cornfield diversions. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. Uh, and Stephen Gersdorf says, if you're not swimming with activated glutes, you may not be using all your swim muscles. I have no idea if that's actually true or not. Uh, all right. Riley, uh, Riley Domaratsky says, 6K is what boys run in Ontario, Canada for cross country. Oh, really? See, for me in high school in New Jersey, we ran 5K for for uh boys or men and then the women ran 3k and then in college i think it jumps up the women run 5k and then men run 8k i think that's how it goes i don't know uh, i'm not sure but hmm. yeah <laughs> dv76 says near death experience does increase your appetite so yeah maybe that's why i like to eat after i swim but matt says uh I always get hungry too. Matt, by the way, if you guys don't, didn't know and didn't see, I, I, I tweeted about it on Twitter, but um, Matt also made a Polar Vantage 2 video and the B-roll on that video is just absolutely insane. You guys got to go watch it. It's it's like it was like watching like an Apple Watch commercial, but it's with a Polar Vantage V and like it's, it's not with like a giant team of videographers. It's Matt and he did a fantastic job. You guys should all go watch it. I'll put a link to it in the description. Uh, once, once I, if you finish with the live stream, but it's really good, really good. Um, mm. Koshal Parikh says, Brooks Glycerin 18 versus Asics Gel Nimbus 22. Um, I think, hmm, that's a tough one. 
Uh, I think I'd probably pick the Asics. The Glycerin 18, it's supposed to be Brooks Max Cushion shoe, but it doesn't feel Max Cushion to me. Like, it just feels like, um, I, I don't, none, none of it feels like plush to me at all. And I, that's kind of like what I'm, I feel like I should be getting. And it doesn't feel like it's a shoe that's trying to be fast either. So like, it's a shoe that I'm not quite understanding, I think. Either I'm not understanding it, which is probably most likely the case, or it's missing the mark on what it's trying to do. It's not a bad shoe, but it's not, it's not one of my favorites. Um, I mean, I liked it enough to, to have uh, Greg Itahara customize mine, but that's, a, that's because I like um, Warren Buffett. The Asics Gel Nimbus 22, that's just a comfortable shoe. That works for me. That one works for me. I like it. Uh, ben Y says, 6K is when Kofuzi attempts a 5K, looks at his watch at 3K, and thinks he has 3K left to do. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. You guys are on fire today. Uh, awesome. Uh, James Aylward says, raced a 10K, went out all out for a PB, crashed and burned. At 9K, turned out the course was measured incorrectly. It was a 12K? Oh, that happy? What? That sounds absolutely insane. One time, um, one time I ran the Hot Chocolate 15K in Chicago. And uh, for whatever reason, I mean, this ties in to you guys teasing me about my ability to do math and not run a 5K properly. So I was running this with my running buddy. And uh, like we're running at the nine mile mark, we're pushing it. And I'm just like, uh, I don't, I, I'm not feeling that great today you go ahead. And he's like, what? Like, you go ahead. You got more in the tank than I do. I'm going to be back here. Don't even wait for me. And he's like, okay. And so he like went ahead. And then I didn't realize for some reason, I thought a 15 K was 10 miles. So when we hit the nine mile marker, I was like, oh, I got another mile to go, man. You better, you should just go without me. Don't worry about me. And then we rounded a corner like the second after I told him to go and then I could see the finish line. I was like, oh, there, there's the finish. And then I ended up finishing like three seconds behind him. And so it was like a really, really weird. Uh, he was like, why did you tell me to go? I was like, I don't know. I can't do math. I thought I had another mile left of running. So, yeah, I've, I've, been, I've been horrible at, I can't do the kilometer to mile conversion. And I can't do math in my head. So that's where I'm at. That's, that's, that's just me. Um, Remy says, let's take a moment to recognize that we are fit enough, able by and have the means to participate in all these activities. <laughs> Consider that before we argue, which is tougher. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We all, uh, are very lucky here. Um, let's see, let's do one more and then I get going for the day. Um, yeah, Martha says second J Mike Remy. Yeah, very good, very good. Mm. Yeah, Stephen Gersdorf says, there's not any one shoe or design that's good for everyone, let alone everyone's knee pain. Yeah, so like I'll tell you guys about a video that I got coming up that I've been working on. Not, I mean, no one's mentioned it in the comments yet, which I was kind of surprised about, but um, I've been testing out a variety of different knee braces, like things that you can put on your knee while you run lately. And like... Uh, so far I'm coming to the conclusion that like, I'm not sure that any of them are great, but then I'm like, 
but maybe I don't need any of them. Like for what's going on with my knee, maybe like none of these can help or hurt. And so it's like, I don't want to say that they don't like the question is going to be, do knee braces work? And I'm like, like not sure. Like, how do I make this video? If I'm not even sure that these are going to be designed, like they're, they may not even be intending to address the thing that I have. So it's kind of like, you know, faulting it for something that it's not even trying to do. So like, I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to keep trying to make that video and see if it, it does anything. Ben Y says, how about kinesiology tape for the knee? I've been thinking about it a lot, actually. Um, I mean, I don't want to, I don't like, I don't want to have to go there, but I think I'm kind of there. Um, because no, none of the knee braces are like holding my kneecap in a way that I think helps. But I'm like, ooh, if I had some tape. So I might have to delay that video um, a little bit and try getting some tape too. I should do that. Because um, I feel like the conversation, like the video really wouldn't be complete without it. So I think I need to do that. All right. Um, Bert says, I have an aching right glute since a week. I might have pulled something or foam rolled it wrong. I certainly activated it. I got to tell you, since I feel like I've been working the, the glutes properly, my glutes are sore. They're tired. They get tired on the run. And I'm feeling that. I'm like, oh. And I, and I feel like I'm, you know, in the matrix when they're like, how come my eyes hurt? And they're like, it's because you've never used them before. I feel like that's what my butt is, is doing right now. So. All right, and it looks like I'm getting a lot of uh, good uh, feedback for the tape. So I'll try that. I'll go order some tape. And I'm also going to uh, go and put a link to Matt's Polar Vantage V2 video in there. Um, just because the beginning, like, f I think it's like 45 seconds to a minute, just absolutely stunning footage. So I'll, I'll put that in there too. All right. Um, Oh, just to round it out, Lee Billinghurst says, have you seen a physio? Yeah, I haven't. I don't really want to go to see anyone um, for COVID reasons. Uh, I know I pr it'd probably be fine, but, you know, um, I feel like, you know, if I were, it seems like an unnecessary kind of risk for me. Uh, I'm, I'm living with five other people. So it's like, you know, want to make sure can minimize kind of any contacts that I don't need to have. So that's that's what's going on there. All right. So tomorrow's video uh, is going to be like family footage, like vloggy stuff. Um, so hopefully that'll be fun for you guys. Um, and then in the afternoon, we'll do another uh, live stream. Uh, Monday mukbang. I'm going to try to do Monday mukbang. But tomorrow is a holiday for the kids school-wise. Well, well, at least for my daughter. Um, is a holiday for her. So um I either might be able to have something awesome to eat or I might not have time to make anything to eat. So we'll see if we get to do that. But either way, there'll be a live stream here at 3 p.m. tomorrow. Hopefully I can see you guys there. In the meantime, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks for tuning in.